the first time the doctor placed you in my arms. I knew I'd meet that for I let you. Oh, not shit, man. Having a wonderful week. Back on my gym shit. Staying with it again. Hell yeah. Happy about it. Dude, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Yeah. We've been trying hard lately. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've been trying hard and it's been paying off. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've been loving the DMs. I've been loving the uh Oh yeah. Just everything. I feel like, you know, when we first started this cast, like obviously it was boys therapy you know it's yeah. cheap therapy yeah we talked about that a lot in the beginning of it yeah but at the same time you know it, it's nice to know you know i always hoped in the back of my mind that at least one person out there you know was you know not only enjoying it but maybe getting something out of it for sure you know and it's nice to know we got people in our corner we've been appreciating all the love so yeah the cabin's starting to get crowded so we're starting to expand love it yeah it's good stuff Makes me very happy. Yeah, it's it's always cool seeing those kinds of messages from people who like actually fucking like the guy earlier today. Some guy was like, "Oh, I heard you guys on Conspiracy Class, and you sounded great." So I came over that to check you guys out. That was a fun episode. That was actually that a was fun a episode fun. too. That was a lot of fun, man. Like I, it was very spur of the moment, but the fact like we just kind of went on there and did it. That was good. I enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, you know. Yeah, well, those guys they're always fun. And I think, like you said, I think they just, like, didn't pick a topic for the week. And they're like, fuck it. Let's get these retards on. We All we got to do is set them loose. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, do not. Like not, two wind-up t- toys. Just take our straight jackets off and we're oh going my God. for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Release the shackles. Yeah. <laughs> we actually break out of them. It's like we're just two colossus. Yeah. Just like in the shadows, just boom, we're like those, boom. We're like those Batman villains that like break out of Arkham and then put themselves back in once they've done. They're done with what they did. Oh you know, yeah, they show back up and they're like, "All right, we're good." We're it's, like a moral Ted K. No, I already took care of everything. It's fine. <laughs> I oh, did that hole, what I needed that to hole do. in the wall. I've already gone and went. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Speaking of Ted K, um, we're gonna tease him a little. Yeah, man. I mean, we're coming up. We're coming up on a, almost a year. Yeah. Of doing this bad boy. This is episode 50. Uh, so like 53, 52-ish. Yeah. We'll be doing this a year. And uh, yeah, I think it's finally time. I think we're going to do a, a deep dive into Ted K in the near future, in the next couple yeah. weeks. Well, because there's a lot of nitty gritty in his life uh, that I think it's glossed over by the fact that he just mailed bombs to people and killed some guys, you know? There's a lot which, of Which, hey, by stuff. the way, should not be glossed over. Yeah. Definitely like no no. Like that's that's a shame on you. Like yeah. you, that was that was a no no Ted. But no, it wasn't it wasn't exactly the best move you can make. I mean that's what that's the kind of stuff that lands you in a Colorado Supermax. I mean prison. if I was if I was a nun, I'd be smacking him with a ruler. Like that was a no no. <laughs> that was naughty. Take, I don't think he'd take very he well. He was he was being naughty. Yeah, he was being a little naughty. But there's a lot of uh crazy shit surrounding him and his life even like tied up with mk ultra bro for sure like even his early childhood yeah um he was part of like abusive psychological experiments yeah and i don't know is is he another manson was he like fabricated and and allowed to i i don't know that's why i'm gonna be (laughs) you know excited to that's why i always kind of question his like re-rise into prominence like in meme culture you know it kind of, I was like, hmm, it's it's weird that he like made such a, I mean, even the fact that our podcast is named what it is, I feel like it's kind of off like seeing, being exposed to those memes constantly. Right. And then kind of like 
just thinking it's funny. But it's like the the fact that did somebody was it artificially forced back into the forefront? I guess is my thought by Coin Cell and yeah, all those CIA fucking yeah. meme all those pages. CIA meme pages, dude. Yeah, they tell you right up front dude, who they even are. Like, what was that? What was that show? There was like uh, it was like some kind of like uh, CBS ABC like yeah. cable show like Manhunt. They yeah. did one on like the Olympic bomber. Okay. And they did one on Ted K. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things to where he's a very likable character you on can, the surface. You can, like, like sympathize you, with him. Right. And so I think that's what makes him such a fascinating special case is because, yes, he did commit acts of terrorism, which we certainly do not condone. Certainly. I mean, we're not we're not idolizing, you know, yeah. sending pipe bombs in the mail. No, no, no. Um, but... The fact that it came from this guy who was, you know, you know, basically an intellectual. You yeah, know, he he wrote. Have you read his manifesto? I, think he was, I have. I mean, yeah, yeah, I've actually read it like twice now, and it, it's pretty spot on. Own a he, copy. He kind of hits. I mean, that he, shit be hitting. It was interesting that he could like, from his position at that point in time, eloquently kind of point out where things were heading because he's like. I don't know if it's exactly a parallel of our current reality, but he's pretty. It's pretty close, you know. It's pretty fucking close. Yeah, I don't know. I think just the duality of man is so interesting, and it's yeah. very apparent in right. someone like Ted Kaczynski. Because, uh, you know, again, to have such heinous acts be committed by someone who was like, yo, spitting bars, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was super hot fire. Well, he, did, he did that so he could get his bars published in the paper. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. It'll be fun to, uh, at least for me, too, you know, to do a little. Because I feel like I know topically about a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I know. I feel like I know the gist of the story. But there's so much to him, like, as a guy between his home life, between his schooling and, and you know, the experiments he was involved in. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So I'm looking forward to that episode in the near future. Oh yes, oh yes. So <laughs> World War Three didn't happen this week, right? We're good, right? Oh, with Nancy <laughs> in Taiwan. Yeah, it's really the. Wait fun- a minute. Why are we calling? See, that's that's another like media manipulation thing. I thought we were calling Russia Ukraine World War Three. I thought it was too. You know, and I so originally now thought all it was, sudden, and it didn't. We're happen. turning around, and we're yeah. like, no, actually, it'll be with China. Well, this, I. Two weeks, guys. I promise you, this is going to be the one. Nothing That's ever the, happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, when I was talking to somebody the other day, I was like, look, dude, I was like, I'm going to preface it with nothing ever happens. But last time I said that, Russia invaded Ukraine. So this is true. You know, <laughs> and I was seeing a lot of like, you know, fucking Reddit comments being like, Oh, the U.S. called their bluff. It was all battle rattling, and it's yeah. like, well, that's all. It's that's all. It's always been over and, there, and that's what it is forever until it isn't. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the thing. And I think that is that grain of truth we always talk about. Is like, yes, the news sensationalizes shit, but bro, they were pulling out fucking fighter jets and tanks and all kinds of yeah, shit. They, they were, were pulling out. They all were the sitting stops. on the beach in Fujian, like we're about to roll into the water on this bitch. Like they were not playing around, dude. I don't know. I mean, but the Chinese whole thing is like project force. Like they released that video and like all that stuff. But also, you know, 
They did that whole hypersonic missile test a few months ago that nobody knew happened until after they announced it. Bro, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, mm, well. That was everybody <clears throat> doing like the shifty eyes emoji. Everybody yeah. just looking like, yeah. yo, did did y'all just see that? <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's just, the and Pelosi over there, her thing is like, I just think it's funny to create this much of a hullabaloo over that old bat going over there just to take a tour of the NVIDIA factories for, like, giving them money. Oh, bro, that was a thing. Like, we said on a Conspiracy Class. Like, imagine if uh, Nancy Pelosi was our Franz Ferdinand. Right. It's you like, know? Yeah, it just seemed weird for her to, like, quote, I guess, I guess the risk was never really there, you know? If, like, they really sent her. Because if it, if it was, like, why would they have, you know? Like, if it was actually there. Yeah. I don't think they would have. There would be no reason to. It seems like a very she's foolish thing. She's just so to do. much. I, that or somebody some doesn't shit. like her. <laughs> she's just so tied into the power family oligarchy of yeah. America. Yeah, she's like, she's been around. groomed. There's pictures of her with, like, JFK and shit. And, like, young Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my gosh. She's been in the game and she's, like, basically <sighs> married her way. And, like, yeah. this sounds misogynistic, but she's probably fucked her way. To being the I third, mean, have you seen? she's the third in line to the presidency. The Speaker yeah. of the House, yeah, is right after the Vice President. Probably gives good top. You think Nancy's with the sloppy? Get the dentures out. Good to go. Yeah, that's what they were saying about Nancy Reagan. <laughs> that, the, yeah, that she yeah. was the throat goat. Right, right. That she was out on the tarmac, believable, blowing everybody. Everyone was like, "Yo, you gotta hit up Nancy if you're in D.C." Hollywood actress from the fucking like what? I think she she was an actress too. I think was the whole thing, right? Well, and also too back then, I think like blowing dudes was like really risque. Like that was like she was super horny. Like to yeah. be sucking dick. Yeah, well they br- and to be not getting fucked and they to brought- be like just sucking dick. Like you had to really want the dick. That came back after World War Two, you know. All the GIs came back and were like, "You got to do it the way the French women do it." <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten oh, too used man. to this. I've gotten too used to this. I'm sorry. Yeah, and apparently that was like not really a thing back then. So for her to be like handing out blowies, yeah, like giving that sloppy throat goat gawk gawk nine thousand, the, the 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 throat that gave uh, Reagan Alzheimer's. That was a big deal. It man. was that. It was that good. You know, <laughs> it fucking degenerated his brain. <laughs> but, uh, the funny thing was uh, the timing of this with her going over there. Um, Last night, I think a story broke about... You remember her husband got in trouble for the DUI? That's right, yeah. Apparently, he almost killed a fucking guy. In that incident? In that incident. Jesus Christ. And they said he was on... He wasn't only drunk, he was also on a, there was another substance at the time. Well, at least he's one for one, because didn't yeah. he actually kill his brother when he was younger? I don't know, maybe. That was the thing. He, had, he has a DUI from like way back <laughs> oh, in the no. day that... like. Got swept under the rug. He was mad young. And I think he, like, killed his brother or some shit like that. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm Some Kennedy-style shit. I don't have the verification in front of me. Right. You know how that goes. We don't got the wiki up. But... I feel like somebody told us that, like, on an earlier episode. possible. But, yeah, he, like... (laughs) He almost fucking killed a guy. And then he tried to, like, hand out, like, a bribe to the cops to be like, Hey, guys, just let me go home. (laughs) Like... (laughs) That's the most greasy slime ball shit. I, I got to like some, almost murder a guy drunk as fuck and be like to be like <laughs> hammered as hell and be I'm like Nancy Pelosi's husband. <laughs> I got this, guys. Hey, see this? This is a 
You see Mr. Benjamin here? <laughs> yeah, he's just got like two hundred dollar <laughs> yeah. bills. You know? Like, sir. <laughs> you're under arrest, sir. I'm sorry. But uh fucking oh god, I had a point I was about to make. It's gone. But now it's your turn. Now yeah, it's your turn. It just happened to me. I, it's that damn weed you gave me before we started. It's goddamn I know, it's devil's that good grass. Shit. It's that good shit our boy grows. Yeah. Which, again, speaking of future episodes and good kush, next week we're going to be talking with uh, Full Sun Farms. Really excited about that, actually. Um, he hit us up on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he was one of our victims of spam following. Yeah. <laughs> we we did spur out. out pretty good, though. We spam followed for a minute there in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I think he was one of our victims, but stuck around, started DMing us. It's just like we tell you guys, hey, we're not going to start a Discord because we're not trying to get raided by the FBI. Yeah, we so don't need that. So stop asking we don't need that. us. Yeah, we don't need that. Stop asking us to start a Discord. We're not going to do that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we're just not. But you can can hit us up on the Instagram. Instagram. You can comment on our shit. You can talk to each other on there. Um, But yeah, he hit us up. He's got a super dope marijuana farm out in Oklahoma, I believe. Oh, hell yeah. He's doing it right. But he listened to the Bird Box episode. Right. And was talking to us about the vibes of the cosmos, how our boy who was there... Um, our guest that night, he kind of touched on it. Yeah, but didn't really go into it. Didn't really go into it. So he hit us up. And I was like, bro, do you want to come on the cast and talk to us about it? Right. You want to school us a little bit? And so, yeah, I mean, that's what happens. That's what happens when you fucking DM us. That's what happens. If you got something to say, if you got something you want to talk to us about, like, bro, that's what we're here for. Like, we want to hear differing opinions. Even if we're wrong, if, if we say something and you're like, no, you guys are fucking retards. Yeah. Like, come on and tell us how we're being apes. Well, and like, I, I like the idea of fostering a community where like, because what we do is like for us, what this show does for us is allows us to talk about the things we like to talk about that most fucking people don't want to hear. Right. But like, I also want us to be an outlet for folks who have the same problem. You know, they want to be able to fucking, they got some crazy shit they want to dish on us. Like, sure. we'll fucking entertain it, you know? We're not going to call you a psychopath right away. (laughs) Not right away. No, so I'm really stoked on that. Um, Really stoked to talk to him next week. Yeah, and I have no clue what vibes the cosmos is, so it's going to be a very informative. It's going to be a very informative episode for me. I think. I kind of pressed a little bit on it. Sit my my, white ass down and listen. My chimp understanding is it's very similar to kind of like some simulation theory. Has a lot to do with frequencies. But uh, it was when our buddy was talking about how, like, the moon, when you look at the moon, it looks, it's like, as bo- as above, so below. Okay. There's those birthmarks he was talking about. Where right. There's different colorations and different patterns where it almost mirrors what's on Earth. And it looks like land masses and water. Okay. Um, so these vibes of the cosmos... I think it's an it's one of those kind of like grand theory of everything type beats, mm-hmm. which you know I love. You yes, know I'm course. I'm all in the right level nine thousand. Yeah. So I, yeah, I also cannot wait. That's I think the that's stuff I'm fun. fascinated in, but don't look into in my own time. Well, and it kind of ties back to, you know, these whole grand conspiracies of everything. I think that becomes the motivation through which globalism happens. You know what I mean? Like, so 
So these globalists, and even on Sam Tripoli, he was on Joe Rogan today. He was talking and he kept saying, they this, they believe, they're pushing, they this. <laughs> and Joe was like, who is they? It's always a fun, <laughs> that's always a fun thing to answer. Uh, right. To answer. And so I think a lot of times people compartmentalize. They're like, oh, people want to control us. They want to control. They want to enslave. They want to in this and that. Mm. And then they compartmentalize. There's these other conspiracies where it's the nature of reality. And it's, oh, we live in a light matrix. We're spiritual beings. We're telekinetic, telepathic, soul matrix, right. reincarnation, samsara, that kind of thing. And so they compartmentalize the two. But what's happening is that the secret societies, the Masons, the Vatican, the Jesuits, you yeah. know, th all pick your these, flavor. They know the true nature of reality. And that's why they control us. Right. That's the motivation. Sure, sure. Because they know humanity's true potential, whether we were star seeded by aliens, whether we don't even live in a material universe. Right. You know, whether this is some spiritual war ground or whatever it is, the motivation behind these grand conspiracies of everything is to mask the true nature of reality. And they do it to us through religion. And they do it to us through technology and science and things. And actually, that was something, Connor, we were uh, talking to conspiracy class on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of got into the whole secret societies, how they kind of all came from the same place. And they all kind of have one main goal, and that's to maintain church power. And he asked a question. We weren't really able to go into it, but he asked a question. He said, well, how much does the church power actually you know, exist today. And I'll first argue that the Vatican still has a huge amount of power. If we're talking about Christian orthodoxy and like Catholic, yeah. you know, that still has a lot of power, but, um, we were kind of touching the surface of science is the new religion. Yeah. And so these global elites for centuries, they were using Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, all these different religions. It was like tower of Babel. They were using all these different things as a mask of what reality really was. And it gave people a false connection to the divine. And, and it kept people in that soul trap matrix because they were content with, you know, these religious doctrines. They didn't push any further. You know, these groups have the true knowledge, yada, yada. Now we're getting to a point where, you know, we have Instagram and the Internet and people are talking and they're figuring shit out. You know, people, witches on Tumblr are doing <laughs> fucking seances across the globe and shit, you know, right. like putting hexes on Putin and stuff. Right. You know, so I don't know. It shifted. And so now we're seeing the globalists kind of take science in the new age in new age kind of enlightenment and running with it they're they're yeah. abandoning those old religious doctrines and saying hey that's dying out with the christian boomers and now we're switching to got to get on green fucking policies green policies yeah. save the planet Right. We're anti-human, but we're going to save the planet. Right. In the process. Well, yeah. It, it makes you really question what their motives really are at the end of the day, because it's like, I mean, the idea of the same people like talking about saving the fucking planet while like most of the corporations they are invested in are like the largest polluters on the fucking world. Right. And like nobody gives a fuck about China. Like think about how much just the, the amount of pollution they put out daily is 
10,000 times like what anybody, any other country on earth probably does. Or even like, probably, sure. or on par with the U.S. military. But bro, you and I and everyone listening knows that we have such a relationship with China that we can't call them out. Right. That's why we don't call out the Uyghurs. That's why Greta Thunberg didn't say shit to them. Exactly. And it's because they are getting away with murder because they're also like becoming the world's number one exporter. They're becoming such a superpower. And we've even talked about it on this show before about it's almost like the globalist playbook. That's why we always talk about it's part of the movie, part of the script. Mm. It's part of their playbook that China is going to become the new superpower and overtake America. There's going to be a collapse of civilization in America. Maybe even not full collapse, but we're definitely not going to be top dogs anymore, and it's going to be out in the open. We're already in China's pockets like crazy. Now it's just going to be out in the open. All that social credit score stuff, all that fucking bullshit and top-down central planning, that is the standard that these globalists want to use for the rest of the world. They've taught people to clamor for under the guise of, like, it's going to save the planet. I always hate the way they dictate things in, like, apocalyptic terms. It's just so stupid. Like, it, it, and it's really easy to, like, sucker people into believing it. Right. You know, with just, like, you don't understand. Like, I mean, for how many years have we been hearing, like, oh, I heard, I remember hearing that, like, by 2020 now, like, the Arctic would be gone. You yeah, know? that was a previous prediction. And, like, right? nothing's changed. Like, if anything, like carbon footprints if whatever you want to fucking equate that to have gotten like higher since then well and here's and the, the, the motherfucker's still there here's the biggest classic smoking gun is that before it was global warming i don't know if you remember but in the 80s they were predicting an ice age yeah it's just an, it's and like so you went from an ice age to complete inversion now we need to talk about oh instead of ice age we need to talk about it getting hotter and and what that's gonna do or just it changing in general well now, now they're like they're so fucking dumb we don't even have to do that we just say it's gonna change which is just well here's what grinds my gears here's here's what does grind my gears though is that we do have to be realists and we do have to stay grounded and admit that humans absolutely are accelerating yeah oh there's no way we wouldn't there's no way we're not accelerating but growth of society is going to do that that's just and so i think we can have reasonable discussion around that about you know like we talk about sustainable farming instead of industrial farming you know people talk about the methane and the cow farts like yeah it's a meme but it's a thing yeah you know we can scale back and have a culture of less waste well i saw some guy talking about fucking farming salmon he's like why are we talking about bugs when salmon are literally like they don't produce methane. They don't do any of that shit. You can use their shit for fertilizer and repurpose yeah, aquaponics, it. Aquaponics, like, man. Why? Growing, yeah. Why the yeah. fuck aren't we talking about doing that here on the large scale? Like, well, you know, it's why crazy is it like, too? no, we need bugs. Well, and <laughs> people also don't cultivate the land correctly. Like, yeah. And uh, I believe in Asia, when they're cultivating crawfish, they grow crawfish or excuse me, they raise crawfish where they grow rice in the right. rice paddies. So what they do, yeah, where all the rice paddies, it's flooded with water. They allow these mud bugs to go in there and live and grow and get big. And then when they drain the rice paddies, not only do they get all the rice, but they collect all these Some fucking crawfish. crawfish. Yeah. So they're not only doubling their output and their yield, but they're doing it in a very organic way where the crawfish 
eat other things that could hurt the rice and their shit it's an organic fertilizer yeah it's creating this natural balance in this natural ecosystem where in america you look at these fields and it's just it's just corn soy it's just soy just soy. fields of it we see so much corn and soy in virginia Rapeseed, that's whatever, all we yeah. fucking grow here yeah that's all you ever pass at farms anymore you don't see like other than small like farmers market style farms that are growing like different veggies but most of them don't do that shit yeah because there's no money in it well they did de-incentivize the idea of the family farm you know they've just destroyed it there's no reason to do that it's not profitable it's mm-hmm. hard to make it profitable but i think people are actually starting to wake up you know, bringing it back to the whole kind of green push. I do see a lot of posts and, and things and subreddits and even on the front page of like, you know, this the big psyop of putting all the burden on the consumer and on the little yeah, guy. That's the new, yeah, that's the thing where they're like, and the, and we're us. turning around we're, and we're it's the like, problem. yo, you guys are literally taking private jets everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, we talked about it. Jeff Bezos, his little trip into space released the same carbon emissions as a billion people would in their lifetime. Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, we talk about oil tankers. Okay, I love this fact, and I've said it at least two or three times, but I'm going to repeat it for any new listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay, they try to psyop us and tell tell the layman and the average person, you know, your latte-drinking, bike-riding fucking loser in L.A., <laughs> that you need to be doing your part. You need to be showering less. You need to be taking public transit, owning less, live in the pod, eat the bugs, all that shit, right? right? When we look at industrial farming, right, we raise chickens in America. Then we ship those chickens to China where they get plucked and processed in plants. So we ship live chickens to to die and get processed. Or we we might kill them and then I don't know how that would keep. Either way. We send them over there to get processed, and then we si- and then we send them back for us to eat. Yeah. So it's this useless ex- import export process that's just greasing pockets along the way. But here's what it does: fifteen oil tankers, just fifteen, going one round trip to Asia and back with these chickens. Mm-hmm. Fifteen oil tankers or big barges with these chickens release the same greenhouse emissions as every single car in the United States in one year. Yeah, but we need to stop driving cars. Right, but they're they're telling you <laughs> yeah. you need an electric yeah. vehicle. Oh, cool. <laughs> but think about how many dozens, if not hundreds, of these barges and ships are going back and forth with these chickens, with this import-export bullshit nonsense. What we need to be doing is focusing on sustainable communities at home, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're getting stuck... With the bill, we're getting stuck holding the bag, the average Joe. being blamed for everything. And being blamed when we're looking at, yo, the way we're farming and doing things here is completely wrong and backwards. And if we just stopped 15 oil tankers from taking one round trip, that would save as much carbon emissions as every single car in America yeah. would produce in one year. Well, and if you want like a real good government program instead of like incentivizing people to get EVs while you're blaming them for whatever's happening, why don't you like create some kind of grant for families that allow them to get like an acre of land so they can grow a fucking farm? Like why why don't well, we have that? Well, that's the other thing. Like, now why don't we now, have something like that? Now you're getting into well there's two things. One, 
the first thing is you remember in uh i think it's declaration of independence they said every man has the right to life liberty in the pursuit of happiness right you know what that used to be having a farm and a family it used to be the right to life liberty and property oh right right it they, literally they, was they doctored that one a little bit didn't they? and they took that out they were like no, we like the state to own. Well, and there's so yeah. much usable land in this country that's like blocked off by NGO groups like uh, uh-huh. the World Heritage, UN World Heritage sites. There's like huge parts of the West that you can't even like set foot into because they're like, no, this is a World Heritage site. It will remain untouched. And it's like, yeah, but like human activity could go on there. It's not going to destroy it. Yeah. Like, especially if it was like good human activity and not like, oh, let's. It's like that uh, video of the guy where he's at the lake. He's like, wouldn't a Walmart Supercenter look great here? <laughs> like, you know, it's like not that kind of shit, like actual shit. Families being able to build like a structure and like put a farm out and maybe exactly. raise, raise some small animals. Like there's plenty of that's what pioneers used to do. So that's <laughs> that's the first part of it is like erasing that part of the American dream. Yeah. The other part of that is the overpopulation myth. If they yeah. just started handing out land to everybody Basically, what that would do is prove to everyone that we don't need to be living in these over-clustered cities, these, these urban blights, huge, these fucking scabs on the earth. These gigantic, several-mile-long skyscrapers that people are planning. In Saudi Arabia, yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. We don't and need to so live in these things. This overpopulation myth, you know, we've all heard the entire world's population could fit in Texas. Is that comfortably or just the whole group? Everybody on top. I mean, of there's other. there's like I mean, everybody everybody could fit in Texas and it's not like we're squeezed in. It's like yeah, there yeah, could yeah. be some elbow room. Right, right. And so obviously that's not ideal. We're no, not saying not. to do that, but yeah, yeah. what that illustrates That's the solution. <laughs> yeah, what that illustrates is that this whole you know, kind of them tricking us into like yeah. going into these mega cities and clustering on top of each other. It's this false scarcity. I mean, how much is real estate up in a city versus a rural area? Yeah. And you can do so much more in a rural area. Yeah. The thing is, you just have to drive to town. Oh, and, no. Oh, no. Can't go to the coffee. Can't go get my iced cafecito from the bodega. Unfortunate. Dude, I still love the Rat Utopia experiment. Did you ever watch that video I sent you? Yeah, the Frederick Knudsen one. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Down the rabbit hole shit. Yeah, I watched I finally watched it. It was really good. The Rat Utopia experiment where they basically just gave rats everything they needed and then over a certain Uh-oh. number of generations. Society happened. <laughs> but society collapsed. Yeah, because that's what it does. That's at what, an that's alarming what's rate. And, and it basically mirrors a lot of not only what we're seeing today, but specifically what we see in cities. Yeah. Like, basically, you could watch this Rat Utopia experiment and listen to all the findings. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, that happens in New York, in Chicago, in L.A., like, yeah. daily. Yeah, I mean... Breakdown of morals, like... Well, I think that's, like, the funny thing about human intention is, like, it it it, it, it allows, like, the idea is growth, exponential growth at all times. But, like, most people don't realize, like, shit things fall apart like and i think even humanity it's like i'm sure like i don't know if the romans had this thought but like when rome fell i'm sure they were like i don't think they realized it but they're like yeah this is what happens like you can't go you can't win forever right you know like 
we're not going to stop the collapse when it's going to come at some point. It's just or how long. Did the elites, how long can we prolong away from it? You know? Did the elites all this time? Are they running the show in the background and just saying, "Okay, this facade's crumbling." Yeah. Much like we talk about with the religious thing, it's like, okay, this Roman Empire is crumbling, but behind the scenes, we can become the Nazis. Right. And then, oh, no, the Third Reich is crumbling, but behind the scenes, we can become the World Economic Forum. And and it's this constant weaving through history of, like, it appears as though these power struggles are coming to an end in this giant you know, bloody fucking, you know, crashing Conflagration, down. Conflagration, yeah. But in reality, that's... Again, just part of the movie script. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I just I I like to buy into the fact that like history's cyclical. So like, and it, and like you're you may be saying like, okay, it's cyclical, but there's somebody making the wheel turn. And that versus could like be the case. me, I just look at it like that's just the way things fucking go. And to be honest, I personally believe. I know we don't get into personal beliefs a lot, but I personally believe that. Uh, a lot of what we're seeing in America right now, like secret societies aside, a lot of it has been turn of the century, modern, technocratic, just overreach. A lot of it's Rockefeller model. I trace a lot back to Rockefeller model, industrial revolution, school system, you know, that whole thing. You know, right. watch the monopoly on violence. You know, I yeah. feel like turn of the century, the right around the 1900s, the American state really got co-opted. Yeah, like I think I think right before that they were lining up all the you know, they were lining up their pool shot and then they saw the you know, they called their pocket once the turn of the century happened. Well, the I even posted uh I posted that documentary on the Patreon, which yeah. by the way, um we're still kinda loosely posting on the Patreon. There's a couple documentaries oh, on there for you atrocious guys. About it. Once we took the summer off and I just forgot about it. I've been trying to uh, the past couple episodes. Anytime we have some source material, I've been trying to post it. Uh, we're actually going to try super hard to hit it. And actually, I kind of no, want to brainstorm. I want to brainstorm. I want to brainstorm some cool stuff we can do on the Patreon because oh, we're yeah. still we're going to keep it a buck. Yeah, that's the thing. It's only a dollar, guys. Yeah, like if you're not on there, it's not like this isn't this isn't a money game for us. Sure, it'd be cool to not have to like work our job but they're really it's just like we want to do our show and make our content and at the end of the day if we are going to compete this is one of my favorite things sean chris has ever said kill the mockingbirds yeah we were talking to him and he's like look i'm not grifting i'm not out here selling you t-shirts or pills or anything like that but you know if you want voices like us to compete with fox cnn yeah you know, and if you don't, that's fine. If you want it to be your little best kept secret, fine. You can be a little fucking nerdy hipster if you want. But, you know, if you want us to compete, look, we've been uh, slowly, you know, we've been lying like lions in the grass. We've yeah. been purchasing equipment. We've right. been making moves. We've got spinoff shows. We've got a lot of stuff coming y'all's way. And if you want to support that, literally the least you could do is a dollar. I mean, Patreon takes like 20 cents of that anyway. Yeah. So we're literally getting less than yeah, a dollar from 80 cents for our Patreon, man. No, I mean, I think that's the other thing, though. Uh, no Agenda talks about this a lot, and it's kind of the principle that they came up with that a lot of companies are taking now. Like, I noticed on RSS when I was uploading this morning that they had the slogan value for value on there, which is a No Agenda coined term. And it's the idea of, like, what do you get out of the show? You know, right. And whatever you feel that value is, you put it back into the show for sure. You know, and I, I think that's a good base to kind of p 
to posit to f- your listeners, you know, and tell them like, hey, listen, I'm not asking for much, but if you feel like you get something out of it, give a little back. Absolutely. And yo, shout out to the loyal dogs who are still on the Patreon yeah. and stuck with us through the summer. Thank you. Thank y'all. I know we've been lazy and slacking. We've been catching fish yeah. and getting life in order. Yep. Um, but yo, I'm really excited. We got two cameras. Yeah. And we're going to be doing all types of stuff. I think we're actually going to try to go out this week, try to film some some test sessions. Yeah. I think we're going to we're going to catch some fish and fry them up with y'all. I think it'd yeah. be fun to do a little. Uh, Absolutely. Because, you know, how much do we talk about self-sustainability? We talk about. Uh, yeah, we'll go cook to clean on that bitch, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're going to show you how to, you know, even if you've never done it before, like, you know, we'll, we'll help you. Like, it's been so long j- since I actually cleaned a fish. But so it's, it's going to be like funny lifting, to watch me do it. <laughs> just like lifting in the ruins, how yeah. your whole thing is like, look, you know, some people are just getting into things and that's okay. You know, some of y'all have been doing this for a while. Look, if you've cooked and cleaned a fish, like fucking don't watch it. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, I think it'd be fun. Uh, I think our first video is going to be catching some catfish out here on the James River. We're going to show you what to do, how to river fish. We're going to show you how to cook, clean, how to do it right, and, and be self-sustainable. It, you know, it's it's a virtually zero-cost meal. Yeah. I say virtually because, you know, obviously, you know, you got to spend some money on the rod get, and reel yeah, and, and get a little oil to cook the, the cornmeal and cornmeal and that kind of stuff. But ideally, you know, this this is something that, hey, you know, collapses civilization. Something you might want to see. Something you might at least want to know have about. A little watch and learn tutorial. You know but I don't know. Saying? I feel like all the fish would be caught in like yeah. a month. People right. don't think about that a lot. People are like, oh, no, I'll just go. People be down there shooting each other over fish. I'll just go fish and hunt. And it's like, dude, within a week, it's going to be a bunch of golems and smeagles. It would, you know what it would be? It'd just be, eating a trout raw. It'd be you catching a fish and then some guy sticking you up for your fish as you were trying to leave probably. Basically. Yeah, because that's, that's how more of how it would work because there'd be... Yeah. There'd be vultures who don't want to. So work maybe for the not. Fish. Maybe not. Maybe not the. Maybe not the whole collapse route. Yeah, yeah. It might not be your best move in a highly populated area <laughs> post collapse. <laughs> you know, if you're out in the woods and you got your own pond, though, you're good to go. But no, I'm excited. We also we want to do uh, magic nights. I know we've talked about that a lot. Um, yeah. Any that- nerds out there who are into magic, and that'd be another fun thing I want to do. Because I've been brainstorming, like I said, yeah. f- fun things I want to do with the Patreon. Well, well, and just to be interactive with people, right? Because we love the DMs and we love all that stuff. We're not going to do a Discord, but how can we be interactive, right? One of the things I think would be fun is any of y'all out there that fucking play Magic or stream or anything like that. Like, yo, maybe we can like once a month, we can do some fucking zoom magic night twitch streamers you know we can do some twitch streams. i got a twitch account and we can play with y'all you know if you're a patron we yeah. can do like a raffle type thing um you know we can pick numbers out of a hat and if your number gets called like play a match with us yeah that wouldn't be hard to do as long as we got the cameras we can make it happen yeah but, i think that'd be fun so uh Definitely lots of lots of that shit. You're gonna teach me how to build a Gundam. Yes, that'll be fun. And, and maybe I'll you teach you how to do some paint some Warhammer too. Oh my gosh! I told you you did not need to get into that. I'm, that is the last thing you need to be doing. I'm, but you're, I'm very into it. <laughs> I've been seeing your stories, yeah. your necros. I think you've been getting the paint because I'm sure it's a very different paint style than than Gunpla. Yeah, it's a lot different. It's different pieces, yeah, different size, it's much smaller, much smaller. <laughs> It's a lot of hunching over and squinting and sticking your tongue out trying to get 
get it just right. You have to go back a lot and repaint stuff just because like it's impossible to not be messy. Sure. Like an overcut a line and then you're like, ah, fuck. Now I got to go back to blue and cover this back up. And it's 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 funny, though, because I get I get more. I almost get more gratification out of Warhammer than I do Gunpla. Not saying I don't like Gunpla and I don't love Gunpla, but like Gunpla is like a whole big production for me. You know, like I got to fucking pull all the runners out. I got to snap everything out. I got to fucking sand each piece. And then it finally comes together like a few days later or in one day if I'm going fast enough. And with Warhammer, it's like a couple little dabs of glue. The guys glued together, shoot them with some primer. I'm painting. I'm ready to go. It's more instant gratification. Yes. Yeah. That's the I think it's. It's fucked up and stupid of me, but I Here's love it. Here's a question, <laughs> though. Have you played any yet? No, because I haven't finished painting my fucking guys okay, to do it Okay, but got, you got a crew to play with? I, I'm going to force Colin to play with me. Okay, that's fair. I so mean, that's going to be the new lifting in the ruins arc, yeah. is the two of y'all getting into Warhammer. We might do it. Maybe we do a Wargaming video or something. We'll see. You know, I mean, it's going to be boring as hell, but, you know. You have to actually kiss each other when every time you roll the dice. That's actually the trick to Warhammer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. It, you go. You go first, and no, you, and then you, and then you throw the dice. <laughs> Just some brother. They don't. Love. They don't tell you about that at the wargaming store. They don't tell you about that part until you start playing. Fuck yeah, I love it. Another thing on the Patreon, I've been I've been thinking about. Uh, again, this is me just kind of spitballing, but I feel like we are going to put a lot on our plate with this video content. We have some shoot offs Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be an extra hour of show. I kind of like doing the long episodes. Yeah. In my mind, I want the main show to be for everybody. You know, this is, this is the nexus. This is the hub. You come to uncle Ted's cabin. This is the nucleus, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is just one of those episodes. It's just the two of us. And, you know, we're going to have lifting in the ruins. We're going to have spinoffs. You know, I have so, uh, uh, some solo show ideas I want to do. I definitely want to get into some interviewing. Okay. Um, I'm really into hearing other people's stories mm-hmm. and what they have to share. Um, so that's another thing. Hit us up. Get on the Patreon. Get on the Instagram. Get on anything. Send us a message. Um, you know, we're trying to do some stuff. But I think, uh, you know, we're going to have some video content coming your way. And it's going to be very diverse. I think the Patreon, the Patreon subs, might get a sneak peek of some of that stuff. Might be live for them, maybe yeah. a couple weeks, maybe a month or so mm-hmm. before we put it live. Um, another thing we're talking about with the cameras, obviously, we're going to be uh, having video, yeah, of video the episodes, episodes down yeah. here in the studio. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, I think those are going to remain free, and yeah. that's going to be on our YouTube channel. Um, but we're going to hopefully try to start pumping that YouTube channel up either with streams, you know, survival content, all types of stuff. Yeah, I think once we get a couple like taped episodes under our belt, we can fuck around with trying to figure out how to stream it, you know, For and sure. actually do like a live stream. So and I think I think that might be something where it's like, I don't know, there might be a way to make that so like patrons get to view the live stream of the episode as it's happening 
and then everyone else can watch it after or something when it sure. comes out. You know, the regular sure. day. But you know, it's, I don't know. It's it's, these, it's only a buck, but ideas. we want to make it. We want to make it worth your dollar, it will, and it needs that ex- exclusivity as well. And here's the other thing. Look, I'm, we're hashing this out on air right now. Yeah. Look, if you have a suggestion, if there's something you want to see from us, yeah. if there's an idea you have for the Patreon, like, hey, I think this would be cool. Um, just for patrons uh you know send us a fucking message shoot us an idea like i cannot reiterate enough like we are open guys i'd love to at some point if we can i'd love to do like a coast to coast style call-in thing oh my god that would be so funny (laughs) that would be insane you got one you can spare oh my god of course you can get a bl possibly thank you um but yeah it would be really funny to do a a fucking uh like coast to coast style thing like oh man just get let let every if you've ever DM'd us some crazy shit, that would that would be your time to shine. That would be your time. That would be your fucking shine. time to shine. And you know, I'll I even hope- do my best George Nori impression while we're doing <laughs> it. You know, it'll be great. I hope y'all can understand about the Discord too. It's just it's a liability. Neither of us like we both work daytime jobs. And we Discord's both have fed shit. Yeah, and I mean we have families and all types of stuff, and we're not going to be able to moderate that stuff. Not only that, but. Just like you said, there's feds crawling all over Discord. Bro, I mean, how many of the school shooters that have been in the news recently, they're like, they were active in racist discords. And we never heard anything else about that. That was the weirdest part. Like, it popped up like the day of, and then we never heard another yeah. thing about well, it. Well, guess like, what? Seems like a big connection. I'm not going to get got like that. Yeah, I mean, I ain't going out like that. Yeah, no, I, t- I was talking to some guys that do another show that I like, uh, and they were like, yeah. Uh, he was like, we were really worried it was going to descend into fucking like debauchery really fast, but it's been pretty chill so far. I was like, well, good for I was them. Like, That's the main reason we're scared of doing one. Good for them. Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe down the line, if we feel like, you know, our fans are stable enough so far, I'm I, not, listen, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I'm not, we got, I'm not <laughs> fat enough and I'm not a pedophile, so I can't be a discord mod. Well, that's the thing. We can't mod. We can't do the shit. It's not, it's not going to happen in the media future. Plus you all look like degenerate. It's everyone that I've seen so far. I love you, but you're all fucking pieces of shit, and we cannot have that Just on like Discord. Just like us. I mean, you're right at home. Hell, I shouldn't even be on Discord on my own. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really excited, and <coughs> and that's I think that was kind of the whole point of the story is that we want to make the Patreon something worthwhile. It's probably not going to look like bonus episodes. Um, just because I think we put enough in. And you know what? I kind of like sometimes going an hour 20, I, an I, hour and I a half. I think there may be days where that makes sense. Like, There's you days know, where that happens. When Liam was on, he's like, I want to keep going. You know, that would be like if we had a guest like that who just wanted to keep rattling with and us. It's perfect. It'd be like, do a Patreon hour and then guess what? You guys get a bonus episode. But I, I feel like just offering bonus episodes as like a Patreon incentive like isn't like the only thing you should do. For you know? sure. And For I think sure. our idea with it is we want it to be like interesting, different content that kind of shows different aspects of us than just like the conspiracy stuff. For sure. It's an out, it's a different creative outlet, you know, at the end of the day. Like with Lifting in the Ruins, we want to do gym content. Me and my brother had some ideas for some stupid shit like that. You know, like we go in there strapped with a GoPro using the Jawsercise the whole time we're exercising, like normal exercises, that kind of stuff. Just doing stupid shit like that. I love it. Which, yeah. by the way, your most recent episode yeah. on the gimmick products. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I loved it. I listened today at work. Yeah, I love it, dude. The Hawaii chair, by the way, dude. Yeah. You, you and Cullen, <laughs> you and Cullen seem stumped on the Hawaii chair. You seem you were like, why the fuck is it called a Hawaii chair? 
Yeah, well, it's it's because I mean it it does a circular motion, so it looks like, like luau. It looks like, like you're doing you're a sit down dancing. Yeah, I just didn't understand. I mean, I get it, but they just it's like, supposed to be. It's like, bro, we all remember those infomercials. Yeah, it's supposed to be like luau, sexy hips. It like, is, fucking, but it like it's just the idea that the first thing the person did when they saw that, like I feel like it was a Shark Tank thing, and the guy sits on it and he's like, it's like I'm at a luau, and they're like. Hawaii chair. Like, and that's how it happened, you know, without a second thought. Yes. No, no more thought. Like, even the infomercial, the guy's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and, like, it's palm trees and shit in the background. Like, the whole thing was so contrived. So, Boogaloo Boy endorsed. Yeah, it's no, that's actually, I think a lot of Boogaloo Boys probably own those. Probably. Yeah, they're actually sitting there cleaning their AR on the Hawaii chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It makes it really difficult dealing with those tiny pins and that's springs. Just, that's but... just training for the big igloo, buddy. Exactly. You're just training. You never know when you might be getting jiggled around fiercely. Oh, my God. Having to fucking uh, reload your weapon. You know, doing a quick tack reload. Speaking of big igloo, bro, I was listening to uh, Sam Tripoli on Joe Rogan today. All right. Dude. Was he talking about boogaloos? He was talking about all kinds of shit in yeah. classic Sam Tripoli fashion. Classic Sam Tripoli on too much cocaine fashion. Apparently, he's been sober for almost two years now. So good for him. He's been sober for about two years. Uh-huh. Uh, still absolutely <laughs> batshit, though. I love it. Yeah, well, but he started going in a little bit on Operation High Jump, and he mentioned New Schwabenland. Okay, yeah, dude, and apparently that does have connections with Klaus Schwab and his father. Uh, we were kind of suspicious Ooh. of that, but Sam Tripoli confirmed that has to do with the Schwab clan. Um, yeah, dude, I just love that, like. He's on mainstream, like Joe Rogan, like biggest one out there. And he's like, yo, let me tell you about like the Nazi UFOs. Well, that's great because it gets like it gets those kinds of things out there, at least like all even Joe's normie listeners get exposed to that. But I, I don't know. My experience was back when I was listening to him regularly. If I if a certain guest was on there, I'd be like, I don't want to hear the shit. So, you know, I'm sure some people were turned off by it. But and also too, one could argue like Joe Rogan is completely controlled op i mean i argue that i think he's compromised too many too many um well it's too even many characters happened, around him it even happened where you know sam would talk about some shit and joe would just like laugh at it yeah and you know then he would ask some questions or whatever like there was a time okay so uh sam was talking about you know the globalist and and joe was like well what do they want do they want control do they want money and sam said something really profound and something that resonated with me. He said, dude, it's it's not control or money. They're fighting a spiritual war, which is exactly what we talk about. Sure. The masking of reality. Sure, They're sure. fighting that spiritual war. And Joe Rogan started going off on New Age kind of, you know, and there's I'm sure there's a fair amount of New Age that's co-opted, but he started going off on woo-woo spiritual shit, right. and he called it silly. He said, I don't believe in silly stuff. And then Sam Tripoli actually pushed back a little bit. And after a while, Joe was like, why well, don't not believe it? It's like, well, just a minute ago, you called it silly. Yeah. So, so are you, you? So is, is it silly it, or what is it? And it's like, he's such a fence sitter. He's so yeah, well, it's, toe in the line. He's so co-opted. He's brand. got so much money on My the brand. line. Right. He's, he is what he is now. He's, he's uh, 
probably pr- try to place himself of being the eternal everyman. You Bro, know? and we've seen, you know, how he has Tim Kennedy on there. He has CIA assets yeah. on there. He has Jocko on there. He has all these people that are literal fucking intelligence Not to assets. mention all the Epstein-adjacent... Teal, oh, Mike teal, Baker? Epstein-adjacent teal money weirdos like the Weinstein brothers For and shit. Sure. You know, all those fucking people. So I felt like he had Sam Tripoli on there. Like, again, like... It's kind of like a Georgia Guidestones where we think it's like, oh, nice, a win for the fucking White Hats. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, bro, he had Sam Tripoli on to clown on him. Yeah. And what? to be like, bro, what you think is retarded and insane. And it's like, no, he was actually spitting truth. That was the thing. He was talking about Operation High Jump. This is what gets me. Yeah. How often does Joe Rogan talk about the MK Ultra? In the, or, oh, I was going to say, Joe was all about those fucking like shit like those tic tacs and alien ships so and shit, he is so. he is and that's kind of why i think he's an alien chill so i don't understand why high jump wouldn't intrigue you well the thing that gets or you me think it is was that goofy he's always out here spouting off about mk ultra and operation midnight climax and he's very open about the cia's involvement in that shit whatever yeah. and then this sam tripoli he brings up Operation High Jump, and him and Jamie are both like, oh, this is news to me. Never heard of that. Blah, blah, blah. What? And it's like, what? How are you interested in all this shit, and you've never and heard you've of never High Jump? never heard of High Jump? And so, like, Sam Tripoli's like, oh, like, yeah, Admiral Byrd. And he's, like, spelling it out for him. He even mentioned, like, the schizo flight log, where it was yeah. like, yeah, he encountered, like, a Garthins or aliens yeah. or whatever you want to call them. They allowed him to pass through and but shit. But that's kind of yeah. why I think that, like, Joe, being one of the biggest controlled ops right now, out there, he had Sam Tripoli on just to fucking clown on him. Yeah, I think there is people he... I think there's normal people that he ha- does that with. I mean, look at him and Brendan Schaub's relationship, you know, and how that turned out. Like, he gaslit Schaub into thinking he could be a comedian. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> he's not a comedian. He's fucking terrible. Well, neither is Joe. Joe's objectively not that funny. Yeah, did, but... uh, what was it? Was it Jeff Garland that said some shit to him? Je- is it Jeff Garland's the guy from uh, Curb? Curb, yeah. And he told Joe once to his face, and you could see Joe's face sink when he said, he's like, if you have to do act outs, you're not funny. And I remember somebody compiled that clip with just a bunch of things of Joe, like humping the fucking stool. And, and like, making doing faces yeah. and, and just doing all this shit. Doing pig like, squeals. Yeah, because yeah, like, that's, that's what he does. He acts yeah. out. That's what he does. Yeah. So it's it's very funny to see like he you could definitely tell when there's a guest on that he doesn't care about and actually I think that was a funny one because uh, Theo Vaughn he would always act like uh there was a lot he got a bunch of shit from like people in subreddits I like Theo though about how when Theo was on he like would basically kind of ignore the fact that he was there like wouldn't a- interact like wouldn't react to his jokes dude I love Theo the last Theo. the Theo's last time so he funny. had him on, the last time he had him on every time he'd say something he'd be like <laughs> like too like too much almost you know oh like he overcompensated think, yeah because like he realized you know people were but like, I thought he didn't shit. read the like, comments hey man isn't Theo your friend like. I thought the biggest thing was like he, he didn't read the comments, though. I thought he didn't give a fuck. He doesn't read. Think, I mean, also think I want to. I want to think that Joe is just a guy, and sometimes he just there's days where he doesn't give a fuck. He how many podcasts do you think he does a fucking week, dude? Bro, he's almost on like two thousand. That's what I'm saying. Like, I imagine you probably get like. Fuck I got this introduced to him when he was in the hundreds, and now he's almost to two thousand. Yeah, I got introduced to him when he was like in the. I, I I didn't really pay attention to him before, bro. And the thing is, is I only like, knew him for the Mencia thing, bro. We're almost at a year, and feel how draining this has been. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this has been great. It's been enlightening. That's true. I'm happy We've you're finally getting to produce lifting in the ruins, though. Cause I'm terrible at it, but I'm getting but I'm doing it. It's one of those things where, like, you know, when we started this thing, we kind of 
we kind of had a loose project before this with a producer. Yeah. And it was very clear that, you know, we love the guy, but the producer just wasn't into the project as much as we were. So that's when I said, fuck it. And I bought all this shit and kind of fly by the seat of my pants, you know, been producing this show, been doing it, been putting it together and curating it. And that's why I'm happy now you're getting your outlet. And, and I know, like you said, you're kind of seeing, you know, what I get out of it now Mm -hmm. with the whole, production oh, yeah. aspect and it really does kind of feel like curation yeah no for as sure. gay as that sounds like nobody it true. does like if you vibe with us like you know it's granted that is authentic like it's very authentic to us but like if you're vibing with us it's it's because like you know we we know who we're trying to talk to we're not trying to talk to everybody yeah you know and this kind of thing weeds through the bullshit yeah, and I'm sorry to everyone who has to get subjected to my lifting in the ruins posting every week, but I'm having fun with that. <laughs> that's that's the highlight of my Wednesday morning. Well, I love that people can tell who's posting yeah. based on the text, yeah. based on the type. Yeah, if it's if it's that tall, skinny font with the black background, it's yeah. definitely you. Mm-hmm. But if it's yeah, if it's if it's white Ariel with the black background, yeah. it's me. Yeah, <laughs> you can definitely tell who's posting what. We've got characters. Not even that. I think it's uh I think it's just subconscious programming where like you see everything is like matrix fucking scrolling. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still very much like I don't know. <laughs> I like symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> so true. The duality of man. Yeah, the duality of two men. <laughs> <coughs> but now we got a little bit of time left. I'm glad we got to talk a little bit of shop. Yeah. Again, last thing I'll say about the Patreon, again, just to reiterate, if you have any ideas of shit that you think would be cool, yeah. like hit us up. Let yeah, us you know got- what you think would be worth a dollar. Yeah. Uh you already know, you know, we're thinking about, you know, when we have video content, we're gonna be giving it to the patrons early. Um obviously you can get all the source links. Um we're gonna be having survival content. You know, fucking cooking shows, goddamn building Gundams, painting yeah. Warhammer. Oh, that, that was another thing. I'd love to do a... F- we need to do a primitive camping weekend. I am so into that. Wouldn't that be great? We go build, boys we build a structure. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That'd be tight. I would love to do, like, our actual, like, naked and afraid. Yeah, like, yeah, do, like, like alone. alone. We do an alone, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's do an alone, bro. We should do that. We should do that. And just like Conspiracy Class said, uh, we'll probably be hitting you with some smoked meat videos. For sure. Because, look, if you're going to hit your final form and ascend, yes, you need to be hitting the gym. Yes, you need to be shredded. Mm-hmm. But you also need to make sure you get enough protein. Yes. And the best way to do that is to smoke a nine-hour brisket and and – just get those gains, baby. 0.8 grams per body weight. Make sure you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got a little bit of time left. Do you want to schizo out on this Mario thread? I do, but I have to piss so bad. All right, go piss. So I'm going to take a break. Oh, my gosh. You're leaving me alone. Normally, normally we don't take a piss when it's just the two of us. Because, look, now I'm now I'm hanging out to dry fine if there's a guest here because i can just fucking yammer on with them about whatever's interesting in their lives and what the fuck they have to say unless i'm drunk and then i dominate the conversation just i'm trying not to do that i'm trying really hard not to get fucking smashed during these fucking episodes it's hard it's hard though 
when the boys are down here and you're talking about prepping, how do you not? I mean, just how do you not? Oh, thank God he's back. Thank God he's back. Yeah, usually I don't piss during the show unless there's a guest, which is perfect because usually about like three quarters of the way through, I'm like, I have to go. I was just saying that. Normally I could bumble (laughs) with them about what fucking ever. And then like, so... It's funny. It's I don't like doing that, but I've been I'm back on the creatine, so my water uptake like I've been piss maxing like a motherfucker. Like oh, I, you're piss maxing. I have to drink a ton of fucking water. How clear was it? Is little clear, but uh, you know, it was just yeah, yeah. So I, you're not drinking enough, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm drinking plenty today. I've had I, I can't even count how many times I filled that canteen today. I've drank a fuck ton of water, but you know deficit just from like muscles soaking it up from the creatine and stuff it's like it just pulls it out of you you want to hear some gnarly shit yeah (laughs) yeah let's do it (laughs) let's go um hit me with it i've been i'm very fond of the idea of piss maxing because i have been the complete opposite into the spectrum before me too and uh are you familiar with the term construction worker piss yeah the orange almost Gatorade Gatorade color very yeah I had a so yeah I had a friend like that (laughs) well and that's thing you know I've been uh you know I worked for roofing companies contractors framers all types of shit sun kind of guy and you know to the point where I would drink water bottles all day and just not have to pee and then I would get home and dude I shit you not bro there would be times where like and I'm chugging water all day and just sweating it out, just right. chugging and sweating. Right. And uh but what I was <coughs> fucking up was that I was drinking so much in the evenings. You know there's an old 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 saying, you know, drink water today for tomorrow. Mhm. So any water you drink today, if you're already dehydrated, you're behind the curve. Yeah, yeah, you're 100%, fucked. 100%. So <coughs> you need to be doing your part to drink today for tomorrow. And so I was drinking all day, sweating it out, never getting a good balance. I would come home and fucking drink my Natty Lights all fucking night. And then, bro, I shit you not, there were days, not only was it orange, it would be like gel. It would oh be my like, God, it would just be like, it would be like goopy. viscous. It would be, it would be jelly. Ooh. It would be like hardened. Got the jelly piss. Coagulated <laughs> oh urine. Oh my God. Yeah. Bro, Cause it's just like pure minerals at that point. At that point, like it was saw, it was quicksand. Yeah. It was quicksand. I had a, I had a guy, let me tell you about this fella. Um, this guy, Jeff, I used to work. I don't care if I name docs him. I don't really give a fuck, but, uh, he used to work at UPS. With Yo, me. Jeff, we're talking about your dick. Bitch ass. Uh, but, uh, we worked at UPS together, and he would, before we go into work, he had a big gulp cup, and he'd go in there, and he'd fucking, like, suicide mode, like the Slurpee machine. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, he'd put every flavor into it, and he'd fucking suck that bitch down before we got in the parking lot, right? And I swear to God, it was the darkest urine I've ever fucking seen. Like, he pissed in the urinal next to me. He's like, look at that shit. And I was like, dude. Your kidneys, my guy, like your kidneys. And are you know that's all devastated. just from, from just sugar. Yeah. And he, he would do that every day. We work five days a week. He'd do that every fucking day. I went to a baseball game the other night and I balled out. I had some. I had, had them $10. Of, what are they, $15 beers now? Bro, I balled out and I had a bunch of uh, cash from the side job I did. Nice. So I was like passing out party favors. King of the ballpark. <laughs> Yo, I was getting hot dogs. King I was of the like, ballpark, be, But did the fucking. Uh, cotton candy guy came by i was like yo one for everybody let me Let's get some go. sugar dude i crushed 
as an adult male, I crushed an entire pink cotton candy. I never wanted to die as much. It was like a combination of <laughs> heartburn, oh. jittery, fucking wanting <laughs> yeah. to shit. Got hit with every bad feel, every bad vibe at once. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just pure sugar. Yeah. My hands were sticky. Yeah. I was about to shit my pants. I was sweating. I was like, cold I'm, sweating. I'm going to fucking die here. <laughs> Dude, I cold sweated over cotton candy. Oh, like shit. that's It's not okay. That's rough. It's not okay. That's <laughs> rough. Yeah, oh, fortunately, shit. I didn't have any pink piss or nothing, but yeah. it was it was something else, man. Dude, going to the ballpark as an adult, I have not. Yes, dude, I I was like, yo, take me out to the ball game. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I actually just today they so they fucked our order up. I wanted corn dogs and they fucked up and they just gave me like a tray of hot dogs. We were like, hey, sorry, we didn't have your like. Two corn dogs. Here you go, sir. Here's a dozen hot dogs to make up <laughs> to for make it. Up for it. Yeah. This so the, I just took it. This is the monetary ran. value of your two corn dogs and hot dogs. Bro, I just had the last of them today for lunch. I've been eating you ballpark took them home? dogs. <laughs> you took the Dude. ballpark dogs home? Dude, that was like at the wedding, bro. <laughs> we got fucking hammered at the wedding. I was switching between mojitos <laughs> and pacificos. It was oh, mojito yeah. pacifico oh, yeah. back and forth. And uh, on the way home. They had a they had a bunch of egg rolls on the on like the buffet thing. You want so egg roll? for the way home, I roll? fucking put a bunch of egg rolls in Bay's purse. <laughs> and we were eating them in the Uber on the way home. Fantastic. Yes, dude. It's a good move. This is how I know she's my soulmate though, is that she didn't make me grab a napkin. Like I was gonna grab a napkin and wrap them all up. She was like, There's no time. Just, just, just throw them in. in the purse. There's no time. The Uber's here. The Uber's here. <laughs> Fistful of egg rolls. Oh hell yeah! Well, shit, man. Let's uh, you want to dig into the thing? Dig into the Mario thing. You want to dig into the thing? Let's dig Is into that? The, are you excited about it? You want to dig into the thing? You don't sound very excited. No, I'm about excited it. about it. You know what I'm excited about is that I've been meaning to bring this up for like the past ten weeks. Yeah, and it's never been brought up. Well, we just been we've been running and gunning, so it's like there's no time. We get there's to the no end. Time. You know, it's like well, we're at the end now. Caught it, caught us on it, caught us on the right week for it. I think. Got the bowl. Yeah, sick dead air. I got the bowl hit. Got the bowl hit. You want to hit it? Who cares about dead air? You want to finish it? I know. I'm gonna edit it out anyway. All right. So this is a thread about Super Mario 64 and how it's basically. An Illuminati Freemason digital ritual, right? <laughs> you know, as, I a, love as it. a fan of Mario sixty four, I'm appalled. I can't believe Shigeru Miyamoto would do this. His, his his second greatest crime behind not making the Chris Chan Sonichu video game. Who owns Nintendo? That's what I want to know. Oh man, some Japanese Freemasons. I love it. Yeah, so the title of this fucking thread is Super Mario 64 is a Freemasonic and Illuminatist digital ritual. Incredible. And really really sets off really sets you off at the beginning. I had no idea about any of this until our buddy Wario. Yeah, me neither. Told me about it. Um Thanks for ruining my childhood, bro. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just going to kind of read this off and then Yeah. I, yeah. And and then we'll we'll <laughs> we'll we, weigh in. We can react to the bits that need to be reacted to. 
The game begins in this Masonic hall. There is a checkerboard floor, symbolic of the world of polarized opposites, the physical world on which the ritual is based. There is a solar disc, red carpet, and the hall is three layers. So they have yeah. a picture of the main, like, when you first go into the castle. Right. And it's very clearly, like, checkerboard floor, sun imagery. Uh, it's a Masonic Lodge, is what they're saying. Yeah, and if you, pull up, uh, if you pull up a Google photo of a Masonic Lodge, it's pretty close to what's being represented here. So the coins in this game are actually pentacles. They are coins from the tarot card deck. Oh, they are. Yeah, Damn, they so are. Pentacles are coins from the tarot card deck and uh, part of occult symbolism. In this game, you play the role of a Mercury type character traveling into the earth in between realms. So they have a picture of a tarot card with the pentacles. Bro, like those gold. Yeah. It looks exactly yeah. the same. It's got the stars, it's a gold yeah. coin. Mm hmm. I mean, it's exactly the same. Yeah. And obviously, the whole Mercury role. You know, they're talking about going between realms. Right. The whole fucking game is you jumping into paintings and being whisked away into different worlds. Yeah, dimensional dimensional travel, essentially. Yeah. So, the first map is a trail that winds up against a giant mountain with obstacles along the way. This is extremely common occult image. Oh, excuse me, this is an extremely common occult image found, for example, in Rosicrucianism. At the top of this mountain is usually some regal symbol that embodies divinity. So, if this you case, remember... It's the King bob The boom, the King bob with yeah. the big fucking mustache. At the top of this mountain is a king whom Mario battles and dethrones. All right, and then you go to the second level. second level is a floating world. Japan has essentially been under nefarious Illuminati-esque control for some time. Nintendo began as a company that made cards uh, that some used for divination. Oh, my. That's wild. So they were yeah, doing like that. trading cards before games. Interesting. This floating world symbolism must be viewed in that context. Games are this new world. So they're basically saying all this like card divination, old magic, old old systems of control right. are now being put into like the digital sphere. The new sphere, yeah. And yeah, they've got some images here with the floating realm. What's this? Ukiyo. Ukiyo? Is floating world. Describes the urban lifestyle, especially the pleasure-seeking aspects of oh. the Edo period Japan. Okay. Floating world culture developed in Yoshiwara, the licensed red light district of Edo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, floating world. All right, I'm getting it. Okay. In this level, Mario meets an owl. Oh, Moloch. Duh. We all know what that is. The owl instructs you to look into a shadow. Owl is probably the most classic secret society symbol. It's on the dollar bill, in the DC layout, and associated with Athena. Right. Um, and so they've got screenshots from the game. They've also got images oh the owl layout of dc wow bro. i didn't even i never actually knew that those are sidewalks that's laid new, out in the shape of that an is owl. new to me bro i didn't where even, is that i didn't even know that that's uh that's near the capitol building i think yeah it's got a yeah dome that's the back side of the capitol building right holy shit so the capitol has a fucking owl 
Oh wow! On the fucking lawn, and it's the, the heart heart of the owl. The capital is the heart <laughs> of the owl. That's insane. Yeah, what? The, yeah, I didn't fucking know that. So we keep going on with this Illuminati imagery. This owl ride drops you onto a caged island. You must consider that groups like Skull and Bones do ritual magic with each other. Of course, they would think millions of people enacting this archetypal and specific situations could affect their psyche or something collective. So they're tapping into loose energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody focusing on one thing. So they do the caged, you know, like uh, false death in Skull and Bones. Right. And so if they do it in a digital form and everybody does it, you're still it becomes, doing the ritual. It's this mass digital ritual, oh, right? Fuck. In Freemasonic rituals, they will put you into a coffin and have you enact your own death. In the next level, Mario descends into a sunken pirate ship, descending, excuse me, descending into the depth of the water, coming back up again. Pirates as a theme is also symbolic. So this is kind of like baptismal, birth, rebirth, death, rebirth. You know what I mean? Right, right. All right. <clears throat> Can you read? Do you want to read some of that? Oh, let's see here. The Knights Templar, I was just about to bring this up, the Knights Templar and the Pirates thing. So the Knights Templar are one link in the chains of secret societies. According to their own mythology, after the Knights Templar were forced to go underground, their navy went underground as well and reemerged as the suddenly ubiquitous faux rogue pirate ships. Yeah, and the pirate ship flag with the skull and bones is actually the skull of Jacques de Molay. I actually wrote a paper on this when I was in college. Uh, and his two thigh bones that the other knights failed to find when they came to collect his bones after his execution. This is one reason why pirate stuff is pushed in Hollywood so hard. Games like this will often feature a pirate level for this reason, as an allusion to this. It is also forcing you to perform a mock baptism of yourself in digital water. True. Mario never... Starts in the water in any of those water levels. He submerges himself every time moving on. Uh, moving on. Next up is the snow mountain level. Just going to uh, just going to cut to the chase. The elite use certain concepts like the popular ideas of Antarctica delude people and keep them in the dark about reality. Antarctica is not what most people think. Things like this are mocking you, basically. So, yeah, it's like, hee hee, you don't fucking actually know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and there's stuff. actually a yeah. screenshot here of the ice wall. It looks like. Oh, so yeah. Good point. That's, yeah. that's the screenshot there is there's an ice wall that they allude to Antarctica. There's this star where a snowman loses his head. The main mystery Babylon dark religion myth is that of Osiris, mainly him being dismembered and Isis questing for his body parts. You will often see allusions to this theme in rituals. Obelisks are the missing phallus of Osiris. Right. Mm, Washington Monument. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he's at the ice wall. What does Mario say here? I need a good head on my shoulders. Do you know of anybody in need of a good body? Please, I'll follow you if you do. So that's like a main quest is like yeah. you're you're being quested with retrieving body parts mm -hmm. as part of this like Osiris Isis ritual. Right. How strange. So far we have been through the Grand Hall, climbed a mountain and killed a king, an owl dropped us into a cage. We were submerged into water, and we found the severed head and rebuilt a body. After this, Mario descends into the basement for the next part of the ritual. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so that's just the <clears throat> first, like, upper levels. Those are the first couple worlds of yeah. 64. Yeah. Man, here I was thinking I was just having a good time. Right. 
Mario processes down a long hallway into a courtyard. This is Mario moving into a special niche altar, usually located in a certain cardinal direction set aside from the main temple. He is in the shadow behind the castle, and in the center of this courtyard is a sculpture. And there are screenshots here from the game to prove that that is the case. Right. Inside a small baptismal fountain, eight sides, is a star on top of a pyramid that is missing a top. We see that a lot. You know, it's the the all-seeing eye on top of the pyramid on the dollar. Pyramid missing its top. Pyramid with missing capstone is another Masonic symbol, i.e. on the dollar in certain buildings. We just said that. Oh, they got the Bass Pro Shop here. Mecca. (laughs) All right. The missing capstone is the missing phallus of Osiris. Interesting. Mentioned this before, but when Osiris was killed and dismembered, his wife had to go find all his parts. She couldn't find the phallus and instead crafted one of gold so she could remake him. So that's why you see a lot of mummies, too, with gold dicks and shit. Gold penis. Yeah. This is what the obelisk is in Mystery Babylon (coughs) Masonic symbolism. The missing capstone is also this missing piece, the lost word of Freemasonry. When Isis finds this piece, she can conceive her son Horus from the newly remade Osiris. So basically, they have Horus, which if anyone is familiar with uh, world religious doctrine... Horus is kind of the archetype for the Jesus story. Yeah. Yeah, right? How Horus is like born of, you know, he's like Like a divine son. An immaculate conception type of thing. And it becomes, the story of Horus gets retold. Even Horus, Jesus, Jesus. It's all kind of formed from the same idea. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's interesting. So she remakes Osiris and she fucks the gold dick to have Horus. Okay. On this plaque, it says something most people think say L is real, and then a number. I wouldn't really believe this, but apparently some guy wrote a letter to Nintendo, and the letter calls it the L is real message, but says it's just a meaningless joke they put in for no reason. So this is, it's a screenshot yeah. from the game. It's what? Like, so we were talking about that fountain earlier with the star on the pyramid. Yeah. And the pyramid has a plaque on it that says L is real. Hmm. Love is real. What is that? I don't know. And there's even a letter. Some guy asked about it. What could the numbers mean? These groups often use a different dating system. Uh, honestly, wouldn't normally speculate on something like this, but thought the letter was interesting if real. Okay. Um keeps going on in this level we're still in the same level mario descends into the world of the dead he goes into boo's mansion in the secret society rituals i'm discussing you are killed in a symbolic way that's part of the fake in your own death casket thing um you're often locked in a coffin or something and then you're reborn newly as a member of the organization or initiated group um so this is boo or excuse me descending into boo's mansion in this level, there are enemies that are big eyes that watch you. Clearly, Masonic all-seeing eye. Right. I mean, what what else could that be? Yeah. Right? So there's giant eyes that watch you in this level. There's also a boss who is a giant eye. To kill him, you have to let him watch you and then um, go around him. Uh, so when you walk around something, that's actually a pagan form of worship. Um, circumambulation that's what it's technically called so when you circumambulate something 
when you walk around it, that's like a pagan ritual. I could see that. So they build that into the killing of this boss as you have to complete this circumambulation. In this level, you also have to run underneath these coffins right after circling the giant eye. In groups like Skull and Bones, you're locked in a coffin. He's just reiterating that. Now Mario descends to the lowest point in the castle. He heads far down and walks through a hall with these torch lights. It is a processional subterranean hall. There are pools of water and more Masonic flooring. The checkerboard. This painting hangs at the end of the wall, and it's the Bowser level, and Mm -hmm. it's got you know the skull and the flames. We're not getting into this level yet, uh, you but you have to pass this painting to get where you're going. Who is this? It's not Bowser, and this enemy doesn't exist on this level or anywhere in the game. Guess it's just a random fire demon or something they made up for no reason. Or is it? Oh, so you have to jump through the Bowser painting, but there's no nobody on the other side. I don't know. I I don't remember. I've. Is it other what is it? Is it is it you giving yourself to the demon? I Let's guess see. so. Uh, the other place you can go before getting into the next level is another small hall that leads you into a small room with two pillars sitting there. Um, in the game, you hit these pillars. These are twin pillars of Boaz and Jachin. Ja- Boaz and Jachin. Jachin. From Solomon's Temple, and it's used in all occult shit. Right. So, yep, there it is on a tarot card. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's like what people said the two towers ritualized and symbolized uh, the two becoming one thing. Like in the way they made the new one tower once it was done. That's like a whole thing in Masonic rituals. Oh, yeah. So the game calls these the pillars. Um, The next level is a cave. Mario is just in Death World. Now he's going into this cave, another classically symbolic and archetypal place, fitting with the death and rebirth theme of this stage. To enter this level, you immerse yourself in this pool. What is the liquid? Ooh, it's not water. This is the same hyper-smooth, hyper-fluid, metallic texture we see. I keep clicking on that. (laughs) This is the same hyper-fluid, metallic texture we see on Mario when he gets the metal cap. It's not metal like steel. It's almost like liquid metal. This is Quicksilver, otherwise known as Mercury. Then Mario gets the metal cap. He literally becomes the alchemical Mercury. And he can destroy everything. Right. So he's Metal Mario. He's invincible, basically. He's killing it. Goes on. This thread goes on to say, this is obviously the metal that Mario is based on. It's pretty counterintuitive to use Quicksilver for a metal character like this because it possesses none of the qualities we associate with metal, i.e. it's liquid, it's soft, and it's malleable instead of hard. Right. It only makes sense in the symbolic context. Right. Versus like, oh, no, he's metal, but he's liquid metal. It could just be an artistic thing, too. Yeah, it could but, be. <laughs> it could know. just be how they could render All right, it. All right, six- let's play into this. You, it's the only way to render it with 64-bit graphics. Yeah. When Mario gets the red cap, he becomes the mythological Mercury. He oh, literally has I the wings. I did notice that with the wings. And look yeah. at him on the, on the cover. He's on the cover of the fucking game with the wings on his cap. After he became Mercury. It looks like the wings are on his back, but it's actually on yeah, his head. Yeah. Um, and even though Mercury, the wings are actually on his feet. Right. But either way, for a long time, people knew that when they were seeing the image of a man with winged hat, they were looking at an image of Mercury or Hermes. Well, Hermes did have a winged hat, too, though. Hermes had a winged hat. He had winged boots as well. And winged boots. You're exactly right. 
Um, you want to read this next little bit? Yeah, let's see here. Nintendo actually has very specific rules about including religious imagery in games. Pagan stuff in the Roman sense is specifically allowed, and they break these rules for certain games like Zelda. This is interesting, but I don't want to detour too hard into this at this time. Why Mercury? Mercury is the pagan god and Kabbalistic occult force or energy that is all about navigating between the realms of the realms or traveling between worlds. He can go below into the subterranean layers and up into the celestial realms. He is a messenger of the gods. This doesn't necessarily mean these people even believe in a god called Mercury. In most occult work, it is much more loose, and concepts like this are used as energetic and informational anchors. For example, you can see Mercury on this Tree of Life chart is the number eight, Hod. Oh, yeah, there's the Kabbalistic thing. Yeah, it's the Kabbalah. So the president for using... The precedent for using a game like this as a dramatic ritual is extremely well documented. For example, in Golden Dawn-style magic, which informs basically all modern occult work in some way, they play Rosicrucian chess or Enochian chess, which is a half-game, half-ritual magic. Yeah, and you can look that up. They've got search result screenshots right here. Yeah, and in uh, Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian chess. Enochian chess, yeah. Books like Libernol and Psychonaut discuss using technology and ritual magic. These ideas are just a crystallization of occult concepts that have existed in the dark arts for a long time. In the above pick, Yeats' wife says a game was used to initiate her. That was last century. Um, yeah, and it looks like these are just some screenshots, some more shit. Yeah. Choking fog, sulfur. Toxic yellow. Hazy smoke, brimstone. Yep. Leviathan cross, satanic imagery. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Sulfur being very uh, symbolic Three with primes. alchemy. Yeah, this is a crazy long thread. Yeah, there's a lot in it. And it keeps going on. You're riding a fucking creature. And it's amazing when you see it laid out this way. And it just keeps going. Oh, my gosh. There's pyramid levels. Yeah. Holy well, and everybody shit. thinks that's just like thematic shit that they were just trying to come up with. But like when you look at it on a broader scale, this kind of... When you plug in the occult knowledge stuff on the end of it, it really kind of looks like it wasn't by accident. Oh, yeah. Because the idea, I mean, so many kids wanted to play this game. And the idea of, like, having kids complete a ritual. Millions of kids all completing a ritual at the same time. Daily. For years. It's insane. And, and you see this thing keeps going. It's almost like every single level and every single event and quest and action was purposefully designed to be some kind of... Uh, <laughs> You know, deep it makes magical me, ritual. It right? makes me angry on a very base level that everything is a psyop. <laughs> Yo, and I mean, we look at okay, we talk about John D. Man, like that guy. He and the Queen and the Royals, they were doing black magic on a governmental yeah. level. Well, even court, you know, even Royals up until very recently all had like. I mean, I think there's some countries that still have court wizards. I'm sure. No, there was one recently. I think it was like the Netherlands or one of these, one of those uh, small European countries that had like their court wizard retired. You know, <laughs> he's had, <he'd> had enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I mean, like, you can call a schizophrenic all you want, but like this black magic stuff, even if you don't believe it, them a lot of do. people do. Yeah, them motherfuckers do. Yeah. So this whole Mario thread, dude, it's insane. I'm gonna post it's worth it. Worth digging in on your own. Yeah. Post it to the Patreon for I'll sure. I'll post it on the Patreon, so it'll be linked directly to y'all. Y'all can finish it out. Um, like I said, it just keeps going. There's more baptism stuff. There's riding on these sea beasts. Yeah. There's like you know completing the pyramid. There's pyramid levels. I mean the Masonic imagery, like 
it's pretty clear when it gets broken down like yeah. this. I think the writing's on the wall. It's pretty clear. It's masked as this hokey little game, but like Jesus Christ, Nintendo, like yeah, what's going on over there? What the fuck is going on over there? Maybe that should be. Maybe that. Maybe y'all should talk about. It's time Nintendo. to go investigate Nintendo. Yeah, you need to investigate Nintendo on your next lifting in the ruins. I might have to. Actually. I think that might have to be. Yeah, the move. that would be a good move. Fuck yeah! Right. Well, shit. Any last words? Um, check out the Instagram. Uh, check out the Patreon if you feel like it, and check out Lifting in the Ruins.